Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We here. Barely. We back. Barely. Happy belated birthday to Aunt. For sure. Thank y'all. I still didn't get my bottles of bourbon for y'all like I asked. Did you hear that silence? That was because nobody cared. Disloyal. (laughs) Disrespectful. Unreliable. Cunts. All of you. But again, welcome to Nothing But A Word Podcast. We up and running again. Uh, we're going to get into something. I'm Anthony, uh, and this other person is. Go ahead. Hi, guys. I'm Andrea. Please don't introduce me like that. That's so disrespectful. You're the other person. It's extremely over. rude, actually. I'm going to go rude. Extremely rude. Anyway. Um, hey, guys. So this week, there's a whole... You know, there's a lot going on in this world. I just... We just were talking about it before the podcast. I don't really feel that funny. <laughs> you feel me? Like I just I don't I don't feel funny. Like so I'm too drunk to taste this chicken. <laughs> Why did that crack me up? Can we talk about how Burger King just bought Popeyes? They ruined Popeyes actually. <laughs> they didn't just buy it, they ruined it. We ain't even gave him a chance yet, but our game is gonna be trash after No, maybe maybe like we'll take on Will. Maybe Popeyes will make uh, Burger King better. I mean, Burger King's not really that bad. I think the people in Oakland got burnt out because they're <laughs> everywhere here. But, okay. I mean, I don't really think that... <laughs> I don't think they're that bad. Burger King is horrible. I don't know, man. I think I think you just fucking hate me. I don't know. That's what just I, my person. Eat from Burger King, like, I'd probably take, like, a milkshake or something. You can't hmm. fuck a milkshake up. Do they have milkshakes at Burger King? I don't know. I'm I want to I'm gonna go on the limb here and say no. I think Jack in the Box does. Yeah, actually, yeah. you know what? I know why I don't like Burger King. There's one time in my life when I was low key a little poor, mm-hmm. and I had to eat Burger King. Yeah, that's food exactly food what I just time. said. See, I'm already and, knowing. Uh, yeah, I'm over it. Okay, well that's fair enough. I ain't going I... back. <laughs> Well, you know, it just be... Sometimes I wish we had visual because the stuff that we actually see that's funny, it's hard to, like, transpose it into words so it actually remains funny because, you know, whatever. But teach his own. Well, this week we're switching it up. So I'm going to start it off. Um, and this is a little different, but I guess I'll... I'll, I'll... <laughs> I'll make sure that I preface it in a good way so that we all can, you know, come from this and learn something. So, uh, hopefully, don't do, don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. (laughs) So, um, gather yourself section is about, uh, sex and not in the like freaky way, but, I was having a conversation. Actually, this conversation happened again today on Twitter. And um, someone brought up how selfish it is for a woman to receive head and not give something to the person that's giving them head. Oh, I've seen this too. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting because if oftentimes, and I'm not saying everybody, so just I'll say in my experience from what I see often um, from the people that I follow is if a woman gives a man head, it's all good. That's it. 
you know, she doesn't have to do, you know, she's not even expected to gain anything. She's pleasuring her man. But when someone is, when it's vice versa, so I'll use myself as an example. I was telling uh, someone that I follow who follows me back that it is very commonplace for that to happen. There are men, just like there are women, that enjoy giving head to someone and they don't feel like they need to reciprocate. Some people actually like to do that. And I personally don't feel like there's anything wrong with it. But his argument was, well, I don't think you actually care about the person. I was like, that's not true. Like people do that in their relationships too. It's not always about penis and vagina. What I started to see more as the conversation kind of got to snowballing is that old school idea of what sex is and what roles women play in sex. And when we start to think like, well, women are to serve and to bear children, that idea translates into sex. That's where the whole idea of everything you do, like it's a it's a long running joke on Twitter that everything you do is a hoe, right? You a hoe if you wear Mitch Bad socks. Like, you know, just stuff like that. It's it's a long running joke. But the general idea is that women can't really enjoy sex. Um she can't have sexual preferences with her partner that makes her a hoe. If she's had more than five partners and she's 40 years old she's a hoe like it's all these things and i feel like it's stifling it does not talk to to that what what's the other side although what you're saying i agree with Mm -hmm. but from a man's perspective there's this overwhelming um need to perform during sex that we have on our side okay but i think you're speaking from your own personal experience i'm here to tell you that i know for a fact that men offer and give head without expecting to have their penis inserted into a vagina oh yeah that's a fact i've I've been there i've done that just because i wanted wanted to and and there you go so it's not crazy let it stay there like because that's something that i chose to do right but the vast majority of my uh male brotherhood you know would stand on the side where you know i'm not doing it unless i'm getting some pussy then don't purpose it like that's all you're gonna do don't don't sign up for some shit that you it's no it's a part of the game you know it people try that's cool too but you can't but that's upset (laughs) yeah don't get mad because i i'm one of those people like i have no problem when it comes to my body and what I do with it, I take it very seriously. So anyone that I'm having sex with or participating in sexual activities with, we're having a conversation. I'm not, now here's the thing, I'm not swindling anybody to do that. But what I am doing is having the conversation. Now, the flip side to that, which is the problem, is most of the times, like you just said, it's the swindle. You think by giving this woman head that she's going to feel obligated to want to fuck you. Excuse my language. But that's not the case. And I don't ever feel obligated to do shit I did not agree to. Like, it don't hurt my feelings. on Twitter. I'm not going to about it. Conversations on Twitter where women have said that the memes were kind of <laughs> like this. Oh, he give you head and then they run out the room or go to the bathroom and they dip. That's a swindle, too. Because obviously, <laughs> it she is promised a swindle, him something right? that he, he yeah. wasn't going to get. You know, but I think, like, give me head first. But uh, to my point, though, I think we have to be honest here. If a woman says that, 
she's not labeled as a woman of quality. This a is woman true. would do that because of the expectation that we can't receive and not have to give in return. That's now, true. And I'm not saying that for that. everybody because I know there's a lot of guys that are very, you know, sexually aware and very comfortable with their sexuality. So they're not hounding, ha- quote unquote, hounding bitches for pussy. That's not their game. They're not, you know, if they could, if they go, if they want to fuck somebody, that's what they're going to do. They don't need to hound a bitch or do anything. But I find it uh, commonplace, again, not all, just commonplace that the idea that a woman cannot experience sex the way she would like without being called a hoe. I can't get head from a man that's offering it to me and send him on his way without being a hoe. Because I'm uh, supposed to get Yeah, and, and I feel like that's a problem. I think... I think this this DIY section this week is one to start having the conversation with people you feel comfortable with, maybe like a woman counterpart, actually sitting down and talking about the sex that you'd like to have with the person. I actually wrote an article for a blog about sexual activity and and how to make your sex life amazing. And it's statistically proven the more comfortable you are talking about sex, the more you'll enjoy sex because you can tell the other person what you like. You can share in certain things. You can introduce each other to certain things. I personally feel like there is no rules in the bedroom except the ones that you that you say that are the rules. There's no, you know, it could be anal. It could be hanging from a ceiling. It could be in a swing. Like, whatever your thing is, I don't feel like there's anything wrong with that. But you also have to be very comfortable with giving no's, accepting no's, finding healthy compromises, not manipulating people. All these things come into play. I'm a human being. being. I like to have sex just like any other person. Or maybe I don't like to have sex all the time. Whoever you are, I think you need to be comfortable. A lot of times, we don't talk about sex like we should. You're right. In, in order to take the state, the stank off of having a a liberal sex life with your partner or partners, whatever you decide to do, we have to start being comfortable. We don't even, I know there's, I know several women that have never had an orgasm. It's unfortunate. But because they feel like that, that ingrained in them that I am here to serve. Yeah. I'm, I'm not really supposed to enjoy it or, you know, I've, I've, I've had women say, Oh, I, I, I don't come unless um, for whatever reason. And that might be a thing, but they're afraid to say something to their partner. They want to be, to want to have an orgasm, but they don't really know how to tell him. They don't want to hurt his feelings. And then the male ego is real fragile. So it's, it's not, I want to be satisfied more. It's I'm not satisfying you at all. So maybe it's another nigga you satisfying, or I'm gonna go fuck another bitch that at least pretends to be satisfied by me. And wow, yeah, that's deep. <laughs> I mean, but it is, but it's that's what it hell. is, right? So women often keep their mouth shut and obliged to things and just feel obligated to do shit, especially sexually. That's why like the whole idea and I'm not going to get into that, but the whole idea of rape culture gets introduced a lot in our conversations now because um I I really don't have too much to say about rape culture, but I will say I understand why it's such a thing. We do have to realize it wasn't that long ago where women could be taken advantage of by someone that a partner 
and it wouldn't be considered a crime, you know, or you know, we're, it's not that long ago if you get raped. This was like not even last year, that boy from, that boy, that grown man from Harvard raped that girl in that alley and the judge asked, well, what was she doing? What was she wearing? What? She deserved to be yeah. raped and beaten in an alley? And then two grown other men, only reason why he stopped, because they held him down. You know, like, it's this it's, it's this ingrained idea that you, um, that a woman's body is to be owned and possessed instead of sharing in the gloriousness of a woman's body. And I know you don't treat women like that, Anne. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying the general consensus, maybe it's not as aggressive, but it's this underlying aggression towards any woman that has an opinion about her sex life and how she wants sex. And it doesn't make somebody a hoe <laughs> to know what she likes. Right. It's and not a crime to receive and, and not give. That's true. I agree with all of that. And, you know, when you you bring that up, you, you start to, as a man, you start to, you know, question for, personally, this is how I mm-hmm. go about uh, thinking about this is, how do I be the type of man to influence another man to influence another man, you know, not to base his whole manhood in the idea that you have to have sex with women to be considered a man or you have mm. to have that position of dominance mm-hmm. or even that status that you, you know, how we do, oh, you got a lot of hoes, which <laughs> means that you're having sex with a lot of women. Or, you know, you go out, you meet this chick at a club, whatever, and then you you want those bragging rights with your friends. And that whole thing, you know, and I hope this doesn't sound like I'm giving excuses to men, but you, when I said earlier that men have this overwhelming need to perform, not just sexually, but to their peers and to the people that they hold in high esteem, and when you think about men and, and our male role belief systems that we're raised with, you start to think about, okay, what were the things that you were taught about sexuality? Mm-hmm. Like you said earlier, we we are taught that women are supposed to do these things. Like, yeah, give head without the expectation of reciprocation. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, satisfies to serve and you, bear children. You, yeah, to serve and bear children. You Women are expected to do a lot and so this thing is that with men we have to be performers mm-hmm. we have to be able to please you guys like you said earlier like if you're having sex and you're not being pleased women are so afraid to speak up because men want that idea that i'm doing a good job <laughs> going to pound town so, and you ain't right. doing shit <laughs> right. pounding yams right uh they want that 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 ego strokes so badly because it's it's been said that you need that to be a man. Mm. You need the ego stroke. You need the the kudos, the accolades, especially sexually. Like you put another notch on your belt. Like that's why you you have sex with 110 women. You that nigga. In yeah. in common society with men, so yeah. when you bring up the, the, that step, that's like you said, it's historic historical. It's been happening yeah. for so long. Women didn't have the same rights they have now. And now men have to confront their own fear, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Or confront the fear in themselves that, bro, you, you low-key not need it. And you see it coming up <laughs> more and more, like on social media, women are, like I said, bro, you're, 
you're useless. Like, what what do you bring to the table other than dick? Right. Like, when men have to come out of this place where, you know, they feel like I can own you because I make more money than you mm-hmm. or I have this position over you and nobody's going to mm-hmm. say anything to me about it. That's that all that stuff is going away. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is in social media makes everything it broadcasts everything for you. You don't need a news channel anymore. Sure don't. Just like uh, this, for example, Hurt Bay. Oh, oh man. Oh, oh, I still have not watched the whole thing. I can't. Oh. It's too embarrassing. People, men and women alike, got behind her based on this video that they, they don't even know the, the whole history between these two. But because of the, his demeanor you, when he was speaking. Could you give it? Could you give us? Because so for me, I know what happened. I know the memes. I know the aftermath. For those of oh, you what who was didn't the watch video, the video it's, I forgot the name of the people who did it, but. Gives a shit. They sat this couple in a room facing facing each other to have a conversation about why he cheated on her and mm. why the relationship failed. And she's asking him these questions and she's going through stories that or she's going through her memory bank about things that he did to her and how they started and how it was in the beginning and her going through his phone and him cheating on her or having a girl in his room and she came to his room and confronted him he told her to leave and she went to back to her room and she cried all night and i just want to know how that happened we don't know like this is the thing like so like they were roommates no they were college they they started dating in college i guess they different dorms or something like that okay okay Uh, okay. because i'm about to say what the fuck nigga sent me to my own room (laughs) (laughs) like go to your room (laughs) mind your business but it went down like that and you know they just kind of just laid it all on the table so she's asking him like how many times did you cheat and he was like i, I wasn't don't know counting. i wasn't counting Jesus but Christ. people were more upset at his his demeanor like he showed no remorse why does he, she showed... need to show remorse he was doing the shit right and you could tell the girl was still in love with him yeah you know because then she start crying and, and stuff she held it in a little oh, bit, but you can tell she wanted that. to cry. But we have to deal with these things. Um, the social media. This guy's whole dating life is done. Anybody no, who no, recognizes, no, who, anybody no. who recognizes no. this this guy, like any girl, you know I imagine, like no. nah, bro, you're not about to do me like you did her. And that's just I what I imagine some, happening because there's you don't some need, trash behind that because I've been with people trash. that cheat. But it's and not still get bitches. It's not about like, what is. It's, it's about what people think. It's about how people perceive you at this point. Like, no, you're not gonna hear yeah. the whole story. You're never gonna know the whole story. But now you're in you're in a certain type of light, and people aren't gonna give you a chance based on how that light is shown upon you. Like you're done mm-hmm. based on the perception. So yeah, we can you know speculate on you know the facts or what really happened, but it doesn't really matter. Especially in our culture, we take things at face value. You run with it. Yeah. So I just imagine this guy, his dating thing is going to be really hard for him based on social media. Like, so we don't need news outlets to, to afford information anymore. Mm. So when you, you brought up the guy uh, from Harvard, the guy, the kid that was a grown man who mm-hmm. raped the, the girl behind the, um, the dumpster. dumpster. And the only reason why he, stopped was because people or what only reason why he got caught because people held him down mm-hmm. and then they went to the whole little legal system that failed miserably uh 
and rape culture, that's what, what? I don't want to make it racial, but, you know, typically white people get off. We all know that, you know, but you put these women in these positions like that where they have no hope of justice or no hope of, you know, being saved from, you know, these predators or these hyper-masculine individuals who do shit like this and you affect an entire culture. Like, people are watching. Yeah. Uh, So... Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's I, I get, I get a it. whole bunch of damage. There's a whole bunch of unpacking and healing that needs to go on in the minds of men in order for the, this behavior to begin changing. And it takes another person to hold a, another man, another man accountable. You can't reinforce. You can't cheer your your homeboys on when he's doing fuck shit. You got to say, no, nah, <laughs> bro, that's not cool. And as a man, you have to be courageous enough to say those type of things to your, your friends who you want to like you. <laughs> you know, you yeah. want friends, right? But that that's one of those things. Like, but if I say something to him, I'm going to be a bitch. I'm going to be a hater. I'm going to be a cock blocker. You, you run through these stories through your head. But in your heart, you know, like, that's wrong. Especially for yeah. me, a person who wouldn't do anything like that. Like, to like that's wrong, bro. In my head, and I don't say nothing, I'm guilty, too. Huh. You know? So... The, the question is, how do we, you know, get our men to see that these things are and believe that these things are wrong with real consequences? Because they don't have that idea in their head. They don't believe that there are real consequences or effects that come about from, you know, the behavior that we we go I think, and do. I think, the, I think the behavior is not on, not only is the behavior condoned amongst your male counterparts, but it's also literally confirmed by the people that they're having sex with so the things that or these ideals behind what your sexuality means or what it looks like is being confirmed there are women and this is not a bad thing choose to have very traditional sex lives and i don't think there's anything wrong with that if that if that's what makes you happy but what i do know is just because this makes you happy it's not going to, or this makes this one person happy. It doesn't, it's not going to make the other person happy. Women date. It's very common knowledge that women don't date for the same reasons men date women. Not at first. Yeah. Not at first. Um, and, and, and I don't mean that for everybody. I, I personally view typically. things a little bit differently. Yeah. So that's perfect. Typically don't, um, they have to be emotionally invested. And so sometimes the sex gets overlooked, but then over time, it starts to be an issue, but it's kind of like too late. You didn't have kids or you feel like you're invested or, or whatever, but you're not being honest about the sex life you're having with this person. Right. Maybe you're and not getting what you need. Maybe you want to have a threesome, but you don't want to say it to your partner because you think he's going to think you're a hoe. Or maybe he's not that great at sex. Maybe he's really <laughs> good at head, but he's not that great at sex. Or maybe his sex is okay, but his head is trash. And you're afraid to tell him, and now you're like, he could be even a nice guy. He could not be some ancient guy. He could be a nice guy and he could do so much better. He just needs a little guidance. And there's ways that you could do that. It's it's on both sides. Women rule this world. People just don't. Women have so much power. We really do. We could change a lot of how we are asserted. Now, is it going to change the world? I, I don't know. 
Am it I saying could. it's going to change everything? I don't has. know. I, I don't know the f- effects. It's not going to be immediate. I feel like it over time it does. But if something happens, it's it's so easy. The problem with that, though, is it's so easy for us to fall back into the, the traditional ways of thinking, especially when it comes into relationships. I mean, me and you talk about this all the time. It's this idea that we all need to, we have these ideas of how a relationship should be instead of finding out what works for us mm-hmm. you know to take on these uh i call it you know bringing in blueprints from from other, other people right and, and to, for what and for what relationship around that or build your right. relationship on it it just don't I, work right some people are like the five love five love five love languages everybody mm-hmm. i know has a different combination of them and they rank differently um right and I, all, all of my girlfriends are words of affirmation or, um, what's the other one? It's not gifts. It's acts of kindness is like their number one thing. Well, for me, it's physical touch and quality time where most people don't feel like that that's a normal quality for a woman. I've had this conversation with my own girlfriends and that is a requirement of mine. And I don't have a problem stating that up front. So Am I okay with compromising sometimes? Am I going to be able to have sex 50 times a week? No, we both have a life. I can't, you know what I mean? I can't lay on my back all the time and and try to live my life. But guess what? My partner also has his own love language and the things that he wants. And so that has to be met. I can't bring in my ex's sex patterns into this relationship and expect my man, my current man to to. enjoy them. It's, I mean, you could try, (laughs) you could try, but you know, that's how people cheat. That's how, and I'm not saying that's the only reason why people cheat. Please don't come for me. But I'm just saying like, it's just, (laughs) that's one of the reasons we just refuse to look at our own situation. We're so busy looking at what other people think and how other other people do stuff. I am a very non-traditional person when it comes to dating. Not that it's any of y'all business, but my friend Ant here knows what I'm talking about. And I'm perfectly okay with that. I don't need validation from other people when it comes to my relationship. And that goes equally with my sex life. You don't have to subscribe to what I subscribe to, but it doesn't make me a hoe to like something different. It doesn't make me a hoe to only want to lay on my back, do missionary, and do doggy style. It does not make me a hoe because I want to do other stuff. Like... We have to stop that narrative. And women, we do the same thing. We portray that stuff. We pretend like we don't like that shit. The extra shit with the new nigga. And the new nigga think his basic ass sex seals are bomb. And you up here unsatisfied, <laughs> looking stupid, talking about you love somebody. Which is lying. cool, but you lying. <laughs> you, you tell a lying. You tell a lying. Just cut it out, man. We could do so much better. We could do so much better in our sex lives. Whatever you subscribe to, if you're not having sex, this conversation ain't for you. I'm talking about the people that are actually having sex or plan to be having sex. Just take some time out and really think about what you like. Explore what you like. There's all kinds of ways to figure out what you might like or want to try. And sometimes you can take that journey on with a partner. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Try it out. That's my DIY. to ask questions. Yes. Especially about sex. This is your body. Especially about sex. (laughs) This is your body. You know what I did when we first started having sex is I said, okay, we used to condom, obviously. 
Ooh, I'm getting too, well, whatever. Anyway, so he's kind of obviously, but okay, what's going on? What's our, what's, what's your, what's your status? We was talking about getting, um, what do they call it? All the blood work and all that done. And yeah, it's not the greatest, funnest conversation, but guess what? If we want to have sex, we need to be making sure that we're coming into this and preparing ourselves for whatever. Because mm-hmm. we maybe we want to be together and one of us caught something from somebody, which is normal. Sometimes this shit just happens. I'm not saying you should go around fucking everybody. But I'm saying that's normal. So why not go into a situation free and clear? Nobody's trying to guess. Why taint it with that? Like, if you don't talk about anything else more than anything, talk if you plan safety. on having, talk about safety. And if once you start feeling comfortable about talking about safety, everything else will come easy to you. Be leery of the people that don't want to talk about safety. Right. <laughs> I've seen that conversation on Twitter. There's a screenshot. Homeboy really got mad because a girl asked him to get tested. What the hell? Right? She really got up, he really got upset. So pissed. And it was like, bro, like that's not a good look. It's not a good look. It's not a good sign. If we're getting to the space where we got the heavy petting, or even if you did have sex with a condom one night or whatever, you still need to have that conversation. You right. could still get an STD having condom sex. So be real with yourself it sounds crazy but i promise you it's not that much of a turnoff <laughs> it's really not especially if the other person is responsible Any respect self-respecting person will appreciate that conversation exactly even if they weren't even thinking about it or it wasn't on their radar so imagine if you have that if you get that conversation out of the way what great what what great box what what g- gates of glory you could open by talking about sex more intimately about things that you want to try or that you're interested in or, or, or whatever it's free yeah, yourself, free yourself, a, a level of trust. Yeah. Free yourself. <laughs> free yourself. Free yourself. <laughs> All right. And well, that's, that's it y'all. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. Just let's start opening our mind. This is not the dark ages. Okay. This is the French Inquisition is not happening. Y'all can have sex and be safe and you can be responsible and you can be open-minded as you can be and accept no's and give no's comfortably when it comes to your body and your sex life. And that goes for men and women. Men, you can tell a bitch no. That's common too. Tell her. Tell her ass no. (laughs) If you don't want to fuck this girl... But you feel obligated, this manly thing in you need no. You don't want to fuck that girl, tell her no. Same goes for women. Anyway, let me get mm-hmm. off my soapbox. <laughs> so what you what you got for me, man? Man, uh, you know, as always, it's a conversation. Um we talk about, you know, love relationships and dealing with, you know, real life relationship issues, whether it be romantic or, you know, friendships you know, business relationships, you know, whatever. It's just dealing with the things that people do. Human shit. So today um, I have been studying, I guess, or just, you know, letting it orbit orbit around my brain. Like this thing that we, our generation have is this this unforgiveness and this resentment thing going on. You notice it. People are just like, fuck love, get money, money over bitches. And I was just talking to my lady about it. And um, you talking to who? My lady about it. And um, we, uh, 
just went over a few things like man like I was thinking like people really just harbor things or they brood over you know things that happened in the past and you know we were talking about God and you know how the Bible says certain things about you know how to deal with life and stuff and you know one thing that for this week that I was thinking about those things are weights man mm. and a lot of those things don't we don't have the strength to carry them while we looking for relationships, you know, or healthy, productive relationships, you know, you can't carry around unforgiveness and resentment and then go searching for something that's true mm. because they contradict themselves. Like, you know, those things um, are forcing you to focus on negative things mm. constantly, right? They mm-hmm. constantly bring to your remembrance the feelings of pain, betrayal, you know, suffering and Every time something similar to those things that happened in your past is put in front of you, mm-hmm. you can't take your mind off of it enough to focus on good things, like actually building trust or intimacy or anything like that, because like you're constantly reminded of how it didn't work when you tried it the last time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Honestly, it's in everybody's best interest to let the things that hurt you become lessons instead of walls, you know, (laughs) and a lot of people like to build up. I got these walls up for a reason or I'm I don't trust people for a reason. You got to earn it, you know, but I'm going to take you through these unnecessary dilemmas, drama. I'm going to be insecure. Yeah, I'm be insecure. I need to see your phone. You need to post me on Instagram once a week on Wednesday. Uh, (laughs) You got to prove yourself. You got to buy this, do that. Mm. And Lord all the while, you're not getting to know this person in the slightest. Nope. All the while, you're, like, you're not even learning how to work through issues. You get into an argument, you're ready to jump off the ship <laughs> immediately. Yeah. So placing walls, people think that's a good thing. But, you know, because, yeah, walls keep you, keep people from getting in keep mm. hurt from getting in it keeps pain mm-hmm. from getting in but it also keeps good things from getting in too mm-hmm. like you're shut off from everything and you can't and, release what you need to release either right yeah absolutely nothing gets out either like you can't release the pain you can't release the hurt and the fear that you have going into it and you know you're so busy carrying around your mistakes you can't find a time to pick up your lessons and people hold on to that stuff and it builds up and it's like putting a whole bunch of just trying to fill a jar up with water. It's going to fill up eventually. Yeah. Like, and you try to put a top on that and still try to fill it, it's going to burst. That's why people explode over little shit. And you never mm-hmm. know why. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, they like, never let it out. So the all I did was <laughs> joke around with you about your ex, and now you flipping out over some little shit like that ain't me that's something that you gotta do that you ain't dealt with and yeah that's why something that's going around now everybody triggered oh that's triggering and they joke about it but it's (laughs) it's not a to me i mean yeah some of the stuff is funny but i stay joking about getting triggered (laughs) i mean it's not funny funny it should not be funny but i do often joke about being triggered. these things are real real for some people and if you take if you pay attention you be like you should ask questions like why like why are you like this Mm -hmm. why am i like this if i have something that i'm constantly getting bent out of shape over why and most of the time you ask people you know so why do you do this why do you say that or 
why every time this happens, mm-hmm. you do this? And they were like, I don't know, just cuss. <laughs> I'm like, okay, it's a so you, you just, you're, you're refusing you to haven't look taken at the time mm-hmm. to look inside yourself or do some self examination to even start the healing process. Like, you're angry and you don't know why anymore. You're hurt and you don't know why anymore. You can't move on from something because you've packed it down so deep, so you try to forget about it, but every time somebody reminds you in the slightest of it, it explodes. I mean, <laughs> the only thing you have to say is, oh, I don't know why I do that. That's just me. You and know? you expect everyone to accept you at your worst. Right. And people are who are angry or get angry like that, it's because they don't know why. And my dad always says, you know, he said, anger lies at the end of a person's ability to reason. When they can't explain something to you anymore or they can't, they don't have a valid argument or a, a solid stance on something, they resort to anger. Oh, I'm over this shit. I don't want to talk to him about it no more. Like, because I, I can't, I can't formulate It's frustration. It's not even <laughs> real anger. You're just frustrated it's, because you don't, you refuse to take the time to be aware of what's going on. Right. And it's, it's. Uh, fucked up process that you have to go through like we all been hurt we all know what it feels like that's not something that's uncommon to anybody but what what makes the difference is the people who have actually gotten through it and came out on the other side of it Hmm. those are the people that you need to be talking to or going to for advice you don't talk to another angry person (laughs) about how to get through your your suffering i mean but what if you that's all you have around you like because what ended up happening is both of you guys just start venting. That's it. Mm-hmm. You start venting and you don't come up with a solution. You don't come up with a game plan for next time because you're not looking for it next time. But that, that only thing you said, that'll never happen again. How was it never going to happen again? What did you learn from your last situation right. instead of like bitches ain't shit or niggas ain't shit. It's all kind of mm-hmm. fuck boys. I might as well focus on some other things. But deep down inside, you're, you're like lacking. You have this great desire to be loved, but you're looking in the wrong places. You're doing the wrong things. You still ain't learned a lesson. <laughs> you ain't learned shit. Right. And then you get into these uh, these uh, relationships that are unhealthy, and you're doing it out of habit because you don't want to be alone, or you don't want to be lonely, or don't want to feel lonely, so you go and run to somebody. Anybody then, that'll take you. Right. And then you end up trying to love this person around you and, and keep the hurt from them and keep them from getting to you. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't have the, the self-esteem to be loved. You know, they won't let people love them because they don't they think don't they're worthy them. of it. They've never been treated in a, in a way that you know, even signifies a, a inkling of love, right? Like, like we were talking about earlier, like you've been treated like a possession, Ugh. and you, things like that. You go over that, go through that over and over again. Like you, you start to say fuck it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of the same thing, right? Like if if you're working a nine to five, and you go there and you're disgruntled, but you stay working there and then mm-hmm. say you have opportunity to leave and do something more where you have to be more responsible, you want to go back. Or like when men, come, not men, when people come out there, um, 
repeat offenders and they go back to jail consistently, it's because they're used to something so structured with someone's telling them what to do, or it's not the best situation, but that's what they're familiar with. So they keep going back instead of just pushing yourself, getting, getting that friction going and pushing to the next level so you can really feel accomplished. And you never feel that way. So that frustration is just compounding over time. Right. And you know what? I've, I've heard that comparison before. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those people, you you attribute it to, to post-traumatic stress or something similar to that, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, other times, people just don't want to. You know, I, I have never, like, suffered so much i've repeated my mistakes plenty of times but there's a point in time where you just say i'm not doing it again no matter what yeah no matter what i'm gonna push through this i'm gonna make it because i've realized this is destroying who i am mm-hmm. and you reach that rock bottom and you don't go back and i yeah. don't know how what trigger it what triggers it i don't know when you come to that point but for me it's like i i'm I hate making the same mistakes. Like I will be so upset at myself for doing something over and over again. And I will, you know me, I'll, yeah. I'll do it until I'm ready to, to let it go. And I always get there. But for me, it's, I know when I'm, I'm there and I ain't learned my lesson yet. Yeah. I'm just going to go through it. But other people like, no, I got this. I got it next time. I know what to do next time. And they go do it, and they do it wrong again. Oh, I got it this time. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it right this time instead of just realizing, like, no, this ain't good for me. Yeah. Period. But I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. I feel, but I feel like I don't think it's just that people don't want to. I think people feel like they can change a situation, that they can make it better, and it's commonplace. So they mm-hmm. do all this stuff to get the result that they want, but they have to go through so much to get it. And because, like, again, it's commonplace. Chaos is commonplace to someone. Right. When it's, it's not like a... chaos, then it's like, oh, shit, mm. I need to find something. Or they get nervous or whatever. You made me forget what I was about to say. My bad. <laughs> I was about to say something about what I said last week. Uh, yeah, no, they, they do all that stuff. And, you know, you end up losing yourself in the process. Mm. Like I said, what did I say last week? Like, you can fall in love, but don't leave yourself behind. Because your identity is the the thing that that person fell in love with. That individuality, that authenticity. And, yeah, every relationship is going to take you through some darkness. It's going to take you through some valleys. And Mm -hmm. it's going to take you up some mountains. And you always have to hold on to your identity through those things or you work together through them you don't drag a person through it mm-hmm. you don't let a person hold you in the same spot you know a lot of people their relationships get rocky and because we all have this overwhelming need to control everybody starts struggling for control you know and that's when you get dragged through the mud that's when you lose yourself and you start trying to do stuff to earn you know, your position back or earn that respect back or earn that love back because you, you've lost yourself somewhere along the way. Mm. And a lot of people can't maintain their identity when it's time to go through some shit or they, they let it go and, or let go of the importance of that relationship to hold on to the control. 
like they start disrespecting, they start like, you don't matter anymore. This relationship don't matter anymore. My feelings matter more than yours, you know. And it becomes and, a tug of war of that. Yeah. yeah. And people can only really love you as much as they love themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. And you can't do anything about that. If somebody doesn't love themselves enough and you're trying to give them a love that they don't think they deserve, it's not going to work. Or if they're trying to drag <laughs> you down. Yeah. It's not going to work. Like, are you you're trying to lift somebody up? Like, come on. Like, you, you, you're, you're more than this. Like, I see something in you. Like, and then they don't allow you to cultivate them at all. You're yeah, wasting your time. To. You know, and it's, we always say iron sharpens iron. That's what that is. Like, if you two aren't in an argument every now and then, like, that's not, that's a learning process right there everybody's gonna have a disagreement Mm -hmm. you're gonna have a fight you're not gonna like certain things about a person and that's a learning process you that's when you begin to say i love you anyway (sighs) there is a process (laughs) and and i think and lastly this is why i'm gonna leave on this one i think too many people have stopped believing in in the real really good things you know don't stop <laughs> believing for real, i was telling my girl like uh real things aren't like tangible you can't pick these things time. up what real things aren't tangible like true mm-hmm. things aren't tangible like mm-hmm. these things that we desire love and stuff those things you can't put your hand on that you can't see it it's not tangible yeah. like these things last and we are spiritual beings. They last in another place. Like they float through us, like emotions. Like you will never be able to see an emotion in the physical, right? But yeah. love, trust, self control, patience, those things are going to be true regardless. Like you may not think another person, person's truth or another person's patience is on your level, and that doesn't make it any less true. So when you, apply your relationships or apply those things to your relationships then you could see some some change but nobody believes those things anymore like and that kind of corrupt thinking is exactly why none of that stuff ever exists in our lives <laughs> you know we talked about this too the the whole karma thing like you what, what you give out is coming back what you think manifests in your life at some point in time so if we're not believing in love, if we're not believing in, you know, forgiveness or letting go of things, it'll never happen. You will never see it. And you all, everything that you try to do will always fall apart. Anything that requires some love, anything that requires patience. If you don't believe in that stuff, it's going to fall apart on you. And a lot of people wonder why they can't attract that basic happiness in their lives, right? Because they don't believe <laughs> happiness actually really would exist. And that's a self-confidence thing, like, I don't think I deserve happiness because every time I try to go get it, I get hurt. So God oh, must hate me right? or something that, must hate that me. That too. Or yeah. I think too, it's, it's like they realize that the fantasy is a sham. So they think it's it, either it's the fantasy or the horror story. And the problem with the idea of the fantasy is it sells itself so hard and it's just <laughs> not true. But so the horrible stuff keeps happening, which is true. And so that's like, oh, the, this is normal. 
Right. And somebody said on Twitter today, he's like, I can't sell you a dream unless you're willing to buy one. Yeah. People want that fantasy. And they want that. that that dream relationship where there's no arguments, there's no contention, there's no, no things that we have to go through. Like, mm-hmm. I love it when people say, "Oh, me and my partner, partner don't, we don't ever argue." I'm like, you just we keep living. Say, there's something brewing. There is <laughs> no, something you just keep brewing. On going. Don't right? you worry. And if y'all don't argue, and it's real, God bless you. God bless. Uh, listen, I, I love you. you. Please listen. Please, I mean, you know, hey, God but. blesses us all differently. So <laughs> you go ahead and get that. Maybe you lying to your sex life. Maybe that's what's going on. I'm going right. to bet that somebody lying. Sure. Maybe it's an argument that somebody just ain't willing to have right now. Yeah. Yeah. Or both know. of y'all are passive aggressive as hell. And you just don't right. know. <laughs> that's a lot of times that's what it is. It's passive, passive aggressive. And again, arguments don't mean y'all about to get outside and, and get a, and box on the grass. That just means <laughs> you don't agree on something. Right. So that's all I got. Yeah. Well, fair enough. I think that's super important. I do feel like we do harbor a lot of anger and resentment for things because we, everything needs to be microwave. We get over a relationship really quick. We hop into a new relationship really quick. We get married. We have kids. We have, again, playing out that fantasy that certain things should go a certain way. And it's just not true. If 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 you're angry all the time, I'm sorry, but it is not normal for you to be angry all the time. If it might feel good because it's it's that's your safe space, but trust me, once you get out of that space, you'll have so much more energy to find what makes you quote unquote happy. I personally don't believe in happiness in itself. the The general idea of happiness, I f- I feel like you can find peace in something, which is completely different. Uh, I do feel like we do often put ourselves in spaces where we can't recover enough to move on properly. And so we bring all this baggage. Hey, bad lady. Y'all remember you that song? gonna hurt your back. <laughs> it's real. You're going from one place to another. You got more stuff and more stuff and more stuff. You're trying to juggle all this stuff. And if you would just drop it and you pick up something amazing... Up. Cause you got too much stuff. Yeah, you stuck in the past. You barely making it. You like those homeless people that have hella bags on a bike. You can't really go nowhere. Like, I mean, you go, you get in there, but it's taking you forever. Ever. It don't have to. It don't have to. If you would just let go of some of that stuff and get to where you're trying to go, you'd be so much better off. The same thing with that anger and resentment. Let it go. Yeah, somebody hurt you or took advantage of you or whatever, but let it go. Let your let let that stuff go and let some good come in. You can't do nothing about it. It's it's done now. It's done now. So what you can do though is send it in a little bit. We need to start feeling how we feel. Honestly, most of the time when you're angry, and I've said this before, I like being mad. That's like my go to. (laughs) For real. I like being mad. (laughs) I don't. It's fun. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, you get shit done when you're mad. But now I've channeled my mad into doing, into uh, motivating myself. So I don't react angry. I'm still not, you're still not about to come to me with no foolishness. I'm still going to be Drea and I'm still going to be very direct, but I'm not going to get mad and want to fight you. I walk away from you. I don't try me. But I'm just not going to be that person. I'm not so aggressive and I'm not so quick to be mad. But that's because I've done the work to not be so angry. 
and I feel so much more, (laughs) but I feel so much more calm. Like anybody that knows me knows like how crazy of a life that I led and I've calmed down quite a bit and not because something happened, but it just, it just feels better to just be, be okay. I'm okay with my faults. I'm okay with not being perfect. I'm okay with the things that make me great. I'm okay with the things that make me okay. Like just barely making it mediocre. I'm okay with those (laughs) things because it's all a process. I'm willing to triple double down on my greatness I'm willing to work on the things that I can and let go of the things that I can't. Right. That's peace right just there. Like That's gotta, happiness. Just like you have to meet people where they're at. You got to meet yourself and, where you at. I was just about to say that. Thank Oof. you. You're in my mental mind right now. Like, But you know me. Like, I'm probably one of the most low-key, laid-back person yeah. ever. Yeah. Like, I don't... People do shit to me all the time. I'm like, okay, and... <laughs> We're right. moving right along. That ain't got nothing to do with me. But see, but even for you though, that's you. That's that. That's something passive aggressive in you, kind of too. Because sometimes when it, comes it when it compounds. Listen, don't let Aunt fool you. It could be. It could. It probably probably would normally take like a year or two before you actually know that he's actually mad about something. But when he gets mad, you'd be like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Yeah. So, but it's it's not it's it's okay to be angry, and I don't think we're saying that. I'm saying the anger behind resentment, you need to let it go. Free yourself. True, true. It is so stifling when you start to let it go. I'm telling you, you'll breathe different, you'll sleep better, you'll have more energy. It's it's uh do yourself a favor and just free yourself. I'm telling you, it'll just your life will be the, made the better. Anyway, um, so do you have a what the fuck moment of the week? Um, yes, this is one for from like last this is a short Sunday. One or are you about to take this over to eight hours, nigga? No, I'm gonna make it short. I'm gonna make it short. So it was this guy okay. on Twitter, right? Um, one of my friends had uh, tweeted about. She said. Y'all be going shopping, but I'm dropping oh. like three hundred in the offering plate every Sunday. Oh, so I of course that. Oh God. So Look at course, Christians acting a fool. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So of course, like I knew what she meant. I'm a Christian. I know what she meant, but it was wrong for her to say what that. What does she mean? What does she mean when she said that? She was just saying I, I tie. But she was she was being boastful. What about being boastful? Mm-hmm. That's between you that, and the Lord. Right. That's why I said. That's why I said. That's, and I, I actually reached out to her. I told her, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff you keep to yourself. Sis. Right. Because when you do that, you open that door. And her mentions blew she lit up. up. I bet they did. Because you know how I people I would have lit her up like, excuse me, man. <laughs> people Shut have, out. they already have a lot of, uh, I don't know, dislike towards the church as it is. Mm-hmm. Like, don't put yourself in the, the crosshairs mm-hmm. of those people. And she did. But there was this one guy, uh, he went on to say something about, you know, Christians uh, infiltrating the government and pushing, you know, religious agendas Aww. against, you know, uh, homosexuals oh and, and things of that nature and politics, right? And so I was like, 
let me ask some questions, right? Because this is real interesting. <laughs> so I asked him, I was like, so what, what, what have Christians done to the country? Uh, he was like, well, you know, they make laws that prevent people from, you know, exercising their uh, human rights. And I was like, like, which ones? So he was like, like uh, marriage and gay marriages. And I was like, was that Christians that did that? Or was that a, a few people in, in the, the office of government, right? And he was like, well, these are Christian men. I was like, again, I asked, is that the religion? Is that the entire Christian religion? Or is that just a few, a few men? And he was like, I was, he was like, it's them. I was like, okay, so uh, can I ask you a question? I was like, so you can make your statement and generalize that the whole religion is bad because of this. Can we say, and I asked him, are you a white man in America? Mm. He was like, of, of course I am. He said it pride, right? I was like, okay, so would it, be, would it be safe to say that we can judge all white people for their contributions to uh, the laws that were made against people's human rights in America? Mm-hmm. He was like, I mean, we can, but, uh, you know, shit happens. No, like, it ain't right. no shit happens. <laughs> right. he, he started trying no, to backpedal, right? So no. I asked him, I was like, so what about the... Um, Not by the, his definition, anyway. Right. Nope. <laughs> so, he was like, I'll, then he went on to say, well, um, being white isn't a belief system. What? And I was like, are you sure? And I was like, what about the belief system that said, you know, African-Americans were three-fourths of a human being? They what weren't even the that. One, they were freaking cattle. Right. What about the one about, you know, Mexicans being rapists and, and criminals and they needed Ugh. a wall Trash. to keep them out? What about the one, the belief that... Uh, because you're Muslim, you know, you're a terrorist and you can't come to this country or even one that even targeted your own. What about the one that believed that if you weren't blonde hair, blue eyed, you had to die Die. (laughs) and you had to die. Are those not belief systems? He stopped tweeting. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I said that that was my what the fuck moment (sighs) that I've been wanting to talk about. Mm. Like people want to bring up these i don't even know what to call it and i call it white privilege though because like you want to talk about things that are around the problem not mm-hmm. the actual problem yeah like, and i get it no religion is to blame for anything to prove a lot of things and i get why people have their conspiracy theories behind stuff so i'm not mad at that but if you're gonna say something i'm gonna need you to back it up with a little bit more than just pointing a finger right I'm just like, this, it's not a, a religious problem. It's a human problem. <laughs> Literally. It is. Like, no no religion is that we know of, like, major religion is a violent religion. If you actually go and study any of them, you would, you would find that they're very peaceful and they, they all practice the same similar. thing. They're actually similar. Yeah, they're pretty fucking <laughs> similar. So it's thing. like if you go to, go to Sizzler and you have to choose your dressing on your salad. The salad is the salad. It's what changes is the dressing. So let's cut the exactly. crap. Cut it out. It exactly. just depends so we on who's need to deal with the human out. condition, right? Not the religious condition, because <laughs> we are the ones that fuck it up. Not, <laughs> not the actual text. No matter what you believe, we're the we're the we're the vessels that that tear shit up and fuck up the ecosystem and and kill each other and do all the crazy shit. <laughs> It God's, yeah, God's, whoever, whichever ones you believe in, they don't work that way. 
So, and a lot of people do that across the board on yeah. Hell yeah. It's like blame is the easiest thing or denial mm-hmm. and blame are the easiest thing. I have a problem with do. not having solutions. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, my problem. Like to vent. <laughs> just, okay, say you're venting. I just need to get this off my chest. Okay, I'm cool with that. But everybody got to get some off your chest? You got a problem with <laughs> everything? Okay, cool. All right, sis. So you can do a better job, then why don't you do it? Well, that's not the no. That's not the answer. No, it is the answer because you're saying that what that person is doing isn't best. Anyway, I got I got my what the fuck moment all lined up. So whenever you're ready. Yeah. So I one more thing, and you can go ahead. I had a guy tell me he asked a question, and I gave him you know answers and solutions like you just said. Mm-hmm. And this was on social media. His response was, "I ain't reading all that shit." Well then, be dumb and in the dark. Then, like right. I don't know what to Check tell you. the hell out of me, but go ahead. What? So, my what the fuck moment goes out to my fellow um, social media rats like myself. Not hood rats, but like you know how people say gym rats, people that frequent a gym. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about social media rats. And so, like many of us, um, or if you if you didn't watch it, you heard about the Grammys. And and it could be the California in me that made me not feel offended. Maybe it's my ability to kind of see past certain things. But when Adele won the award that she won, the minute she said, my black friends, the internet <laughs> exploded. <laughs> and I mean, niggas was like, hang this bitch to dry. She hates black people. That is racist to say. And it's like, let's rewind. Let's think about the context here. What about that was racist? Now, I personally watched it several times, and I can tell you what she said leading up to her black friend. She said, your music inspires me, inspires my friends, and inspires my black friends especially to stand up your music makes them want to stand up for themselves. Now, let me just break that down for you. She's saying me as a white woman, my friends as a collective, but in particular, my black friends who are actually influenced by your music are affected by the work that you're doing in a positive way. And I see it as a white woman that has black friends, what that actually means to them. Now, could Adele have have worded things differently? Sure. But taking the two words, my, or my, or three words, my black friends is not racist. I know it's a hot climate and we love to, you know, point out the racist. There are plenty that we could point out. But like I say all the time, be careful. Be real careful. Because the minute you start to take the voice away, because you know what's great about that is that's what it... That's what the true identity of an ally is. See, we're always talking about how white people don't speak up for us and how they don't do this and how they don't do that. We did the same thing with Quentin Tarantino. And Quentin Tarantino has been down for the cause since forever. But because he used for, I don't even, he didn't say nigga, but his actors did or whatever. It was a movie. Who cares? Like, why are we so offended? The hateful eight. The hate, no, not even the hateful eight. People, people weren't even mad about that. They were mad about Janko. And the interview after that and him him talking about, you know, where he stood as far as police brutality and and how we on each side of the fence dragged him like it's it's insane. And when we have allies, people that have platforms and are actually being positive, we don't know how to act. 
Oh, but we'll support Kanye. <laughs> this nigga don't know which side of fence he want to be on. He can't figure out if he's um, for racism or not. He can't figure out if he's a bigot or not. Like, I just... Kanye is under spiritual attack, remember? Oh, God. If Kanye... <laughs> did... No, Kanye. To get, get some value, bruh. I'm not even... Get on some medication because you are chemically imbalanced at this point. And maybe it's all the drugs and women that you've been dealing with. Maybe you had syphilis at some point and have eaten away of your central lobe. But bruh, get out of here. Adele did nothing wrong. This woman was choking up about Beyonce, which most of us would dream to be able to give her that award. And what did we do? We went and internalized it. And like the word we used earlier, niggas was tri- triggered because a white woman said, my black friends. She didn't say my niggas. She didn't say that. <laughs> she didn't. She said my black friends are influ. I see my black friends wanting to stand up for themselves. What the fuck is wrong with that? Man, we need to like stop being so fake ass outraged. Stop being so fake ass outraged. Yeah, maybe she could have said things in a different way. But when's the last time you've gotten up on stage and won a Grammy? I almost won. When'd you have to get in fr- Okay. Well, anyway, I just hope I my takeaway is shut the fuck up. Calm down. Don't be the first person to say something. Really think that through. And I'm a very proud black woman and I am not um explaining for white people. I'm just telling you that what she said was not bad and it was not offensive and we can learn a lot from that. If you want allies, if you say this person's for us, this person for us, that's what an ally is. That is willing to speak up and give what they have and stand up for what's right. I don't really care if Beyonce won the award. It doesn't really matter to me. But there's clearly a problem with how these people are awarded. And that's why a lot of us don't even care if they win. We just want to watch our, our faves perform and that's it. You think Beyonce is going to the Grammys because she thinks she's going to win? Do you really think that? Do you think Beyonce cares if she wins a Grammy or not as much money and clout that she has at this point? Beyonce's so good, she doesn't even have to do interviews anywhere with you, Nick, with you peasants. All we can do is speculate about her entire life. That's how great of an empire Beyonce has built for herself. So you don't need to sit at home and cry for her about no Grammy because Adele won it. But even more so, be proud that we do have an ally in at least in the Beyonce portion of Adele for her and her saying black people, the word black people or my black friends is not the end of the world. Chill the fuck out. Be mad at some, be mad at some real shit. Like how they're about to re, um, order martial law in Chicago. Let's be mad about that. I'm done. That was my, what the fuck mama. What's your music? Where your music at nigga? Um, I got one for you. Okay, go. Claire. Hold on. Give me a minute. Okay, my bad. I'm gonna fast forward a little bit because the intro is kind of long. Mm. Uh, Kevin Ross, uh, Be Great. I don't know if you heard of this one. This is a remix with uh, BJ, the Chicago kid, though. I have not. I have not heard it. I put 9,999 hours in Still with the same ones who were first started with Shout out to Bobby Took me a little time, now I know better Know better They've been trying to change me and I won't let them Oh yeah, oh yeah Greatest 
when you put 10,000 hours in it. Great is when you're never satisfied with it. Great is when you know that you're gonna lose friends. But that's just you're cutting off the loose ends. Great is when you're moving like you're independent, signed to the town. But you know that I've been on the mission, did a whole lot of politicking last year. If they haven't got it yet, then I guess they was never meant to get it. Be great. Okay. Yeah, y'all should check that one out. I'm feeling that one. Who is that again? His name is Kevin Ross. Uh-huh. That's called Be Great featuring... He's the DJ and the Chicago Kid? BJ the Chicago Kid. BJ the Chicago Kid. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, so in light of um, my most recent rant, I couldn't help myself. So off the album 25, there's a song um, by Adele. This is her album 25. And it's called I Miss You. tried to fast forward through her intro because it's about a minute of instrumental in the beginning. <laughs> but I do like the breakdown. I want every single piece of you. I want your heaven and your oceans too. Treat me soft but touch me cruel. I want to teach you things you never knew. The floor up to my knees. Let me fall into your gravity and kiss me back to life to see your body standing over me. Baby, don't let the lights go down. You can't tell me Adele don't, don't be playing her whole ass. My, that's one of my favorite songs off the 25 album. Yeah. It's a pretty cool song. Yeah, I love it. You should. She... Also, let me just tell y'all something. <laughs> I forgot all about this. Let me just, let me, while we talk about the Grammys, how about y'all never, ever, ever speak bad about Bruno Mars ever again in your entire life? Uh, ever. ever. Don't do it. You think... For one second that your fave could fucking ever, they cannot. No. They cannot. I know you saw him on the Grammys. Yeah, I know. I know. Y'all thought he couldn't do the Prince tribute. I know. Till he came out and played the fuck out of that damn guitar. And y'all forgot just in case you're if just in case you thought your fave could fake it, they can't. Don't ever come for Bruno Mars ever again. What you should do. Is stand there and kindly clap because your fave is not playing instruments. He's not looking as fly. And trust me, he ain't selling out no concerts at the price that this man is selling these price of these concert tickets. <laughs> They're insane. And I will be um, liquidating my son's college fund to go. Whatever. He doesn't really need it. He's fine. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> you going to hell. <laughs> no but seriously he gave me my entire life then the breakdown with his uh band on the stage Ugh. you be- <laughs> let, him, let him know you won't you won't come for bruno mars on my watch not on my <laughs> timeline sure won't i'll block you and report you as spam 
Just a, you lucky I didn't play a Bruno Mars song. I almost did. I'm not even lying. I told Anne, I said, I'm playing Bruno Mars because I need them to understand the greatness that is Bruno Mars. But you know, I'm not going to do it today. Mm-mm. Nope. But just know, I'm watching. I'm watching. Anyway, that's, that's it. That's all I got. How was your birthday, Aunt? Did we talk about your birthday? What'd you do? Bar um, hopping shit? You got real drunk. One night, I texted you one day, and you I didn't know where, what on earth you were talking about, but you were pretty wasted. Oh, uh, yeah, because uh, it was probably Friday. Uh, mm. That's when oh, we okay. went to um, the Coin-Op Arcade Bar in San Francisco, which is actually a really fucking cool-ass place. I never, uh, I never heard of it. Sounds awesome. Me neither until uh, my next door neighbor, who bartends there, mm-hmm. told me about it. Said she'd hook it up with free drinks, which she cool. did. Uh, what if? What up to her? We need so to start. We went saying. out there and I got fucking wasted. Uh, I don't remember leaving. I, <laughs> you know, so I had a good night. I was told I threw up and stuff. You know, oh, okay. So. Yeah, you had a real good time. You yeah, don't never you know. get like that. You didn't really slap nobody? Nah, I think Aww. I made that life. And um, then Saturday, I went to the So Oakland um, party, the 90s party. I wanted to go, fun. but I had to. I threw my man a birthday man, party. He was drunk somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, I was plenty drunk. How did I lose? <laughs> I lost my own. Y'all, I lost my own phone in my own house. <laughs> like Beautiful. a whole 24 hours, we could not find my phone. It was in a fur coat. That I don't even remember putting on that night, <laughs> but apparently, it like if you look at the pictures, it does not match my attire. I I don't even know what happened, but we found it all's well. My man had a good time. His family came out. We had an awesome time. So that's what's up. All right, y'all. Well, that wraps up this show. Thank you so much for listening. We are going to get better at making sure we put these out once a week. Last week just got real crazy with the birthday that's stuff, but week, yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll get better at it and make sure that we get more consistent. Also, please send us your questions, send us your topics, send us your nonprofits. We gotta know y'all. We don't, we can't do everything. Hell, (sighs) I'm working on it, but shit, give, give us, give us, throw a dog a bone. And where can everybody find you? Um, Twitter at. AC Burnt. No, it's uh, Drinks on Ant. <laughs> it's late. I'm tired. My Twitter is Drinks on Ant. Uh, uh, weirder things have happened. is my blog. And AC Brown is my Instagram. Find me at either one of those. Our Twitter for but a word uh, for nothing but a word is but a word on Twitter and nothing but a word on Instagram. You can send us or DM us your questions and stuff we asked for earlier. You can find me everywhere on social media at Drea Miss Lady. And that's it. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace out.